keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Beanie Siegel, Field in the Air. In my opinion, that is a top 10 song of all time. Do not debate me. We're not going to go back and forth on this, but that to me is, I know I say everything's my favorite song, but that is one of the best songs. If, if you're a hip-hop fan, if you're a rock and roll fan, no matter what your genre of music is that you like, that is a song for everybody. There's so many life lessons in it. Um, I'm still afloat. I'm not the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. I read between the eyes of your brows, your handshake ain't matching your smile. Man, so many different things he's saying in that song. Man, a lot of jewels. So I encourage everybody to go listen to that on their own. Because there's three verses to it, and they're all fire. The hook is fire. It's kind of an acoustic feel to it. So it's, you know, it's easy listening. It's not too much bass and not not too much on your ears. So I would think, you know, go check it out on your own. Look at it on YouTube. The video is pretty dope, too. Method Man's in the video. Uh, it's a good story about what's going on. So, yeah, give that a listen. Um. I apologize for being a day late with the show. Uh, after coming off the heels of the strong state of the Jared last weekend. Last week, I'm sorry, not last weekend. Last week, I had to let that breathe, man. Had to let that breathe. I got a lot of uh, positive feedback. A lot of people reached out. A lot of people said they enjoyed the show. They thought I was, uh, you know, open and honest about a lot of things. And, you know, just thinking back on it, I'm not going to lie. I probably could have been a little bit more open and honest on certain things, but it's a podcast. I do episodes every week, so there'll, there'll be more opportunity for me to express myself at a later time. But I think you guys can expect to hear a State of the Jared every year for those who enjoyed it. Um, Kind of just updating you on how the year's went and what what's going on in my life so look forward to that next year and the year after and the year after as long as i do this podcast you will get a stay to jared and if the, if there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in my life i might give you one twice a year you know you might get one around christmas new year's and then you might get another one around my birthday in the summer but my birthday is definitely 
when I like to reflect on everything just because it's it's a lot, you know, a lot that you think about when you when it's your birthday. I know I'm sure a lot of people do this where you kind of just reflect on your life and everything you've been through and how how you know you've gotten to that point in the journey. So it's just something to do for for y'all on my birthday. A little present to you guys and a little a little, little therapy for myself. Cause like I said, I don't really talk about my life to a lot of people. I don't get too deep into stuff. So every now and then I like to just let people know what's going on. And I consider this podcast like art, you know, when I'm long gone from this earth, when I'm dead and gone, this podcast will still be here and people will be able to listen back and they'll be able to hear all the stuff I talked about and all the jewels I've dropped. Um, so I do this for that reason. I'm not really worried about numbers. Although last week probably was my highest in a while, which is not a lot. I think it was around 59. Maybe I'm at 60 now, but I'm not really a numbers guy. And I was thinking about this the other day too, where it's like all these people do these podcasts and do these shows and and music and all this. And everybody wants like the big fan base and they want all these fans and all these people to hear it. And I was thinking about it, man. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of like that old school movie, man. I, I don't really need the big fan base. I just want a cult classic, you know? So in podcast form, I just want like a cult following. Not like I'm like Jim Jones or something. And I'm trying to lead you guys astray, but I just think it would be cool to have like some diehard fans, some people who really rock with me. Like, yo, I love the podcast. I like what Jared Lawrence is about, what he talks about. I love his personality and just some, you know, some of those diehard type of fans, man. They're there. You get them with everything, you know, music and artists and all. Everybody has like that select group, the hive, the beehive and all that. So I would like to have my own type of beehive where it's like, yo, we ride for this show and we love it. And I don't really need like the big fan base. I don't need thousands of fans, you know, just give me the cult following, you know. So when I'm gone, this show will live on because they'll pass it on. So shout out to all y'all who are already in my little hive. I don't even know what I'm going to call it yet, but I got to call, I got to come up with a name for like all the people who are like really down for the show and keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence and people who really love it. I'm going to come up with a name for you guys. Uh, Nothing disrespectful though. Something, something of love, something of love that you guys can all know that I appreciate you. With all that being said, um, like I said, I didn't record yesterday because I went to the beach. Actually, I didn't go to the beach. I went to Cocoa Beach, but we went to eat. And just just that part alone, just eating and driving out to the beach. I don't know what it is about the beach, man, but every time I go to the beach, whether I step foot in some sand or not, just going out there and coming home is draining. So, like, all I did was go to Cocoa Beach to get some, some seafood. Some soul food seafood. Shout out to Q's Kraken Seafood. If y'all ever in Cocoa Beach, check them out. It's really good. And all we did was go out there with my cousins uh, for my goddaughter's second birthday. Happy birthday, Savannah. So we did that, and then I come home, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to record the podcast. I get home at like 4, 45, maybe 5 o'clock, and I am so drained when I walk through the door. I'm like, all right. Let me just lay down in my bed for a little bit so I can get some energy. And, bro, the energy just did not come back. I never regained any energy. And I was like, yo, I can't do a podcast tonight, which was yesterday, because I'm like, I, I cannot give them 
a subpar performance. So I'm going to show you all the difference between last night and today. I was so tired yesterday. And the fact that I didn't drink any coffee at all yesterday, I think, played a, a role. It played a part. So I just said, you know what? And I didn't really want, even want to do this because just to give y'all like some inside information, I don't like recording these podcasts on days I have to work just because either before I go to work, um, I don't have enough time to do it. Or when I come home for work, I'm usually tired. So I like to record these on my day off. And yesterday was my day off. So I had every intention of recording. But like I said, I was drained. So I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to regroup. And I'm going to do it tomorrow when I get home from work. And I work from 1.45 p.m. till 10 p.m. I get home at around 11. But I, I'm a man of the people. Shout out to the hive. I don't know if y'all really, I don't know if I'm calling y'all a hive yet, but shout out to the, to the cult following. So I wanted to do this for you guys because I know there's a lot of people out there. Well, maybe not a lot. There's a few people out there who really appreciate the show and people who like will text me and tell me different things they like. They like about the show. Shout out to Janine. Janine actually texted me about last week's episode and said the, the part about paying for sex. And then when I started naming the prices, like she loved that part. She thought it was hilarious. And that was not planned. Like I had that topic and that's just something I just kind of thought of off the top of my head and just went with. And I knew it was like kind of funny when I was doing it. So I just kept going with it. Um, so yeah, sometimes, you know, you just stumble upon something. And I also want to say thank you to everybody for your questions. Cause that would not have been a two and a half hour episode without questions. The questions really help. It just helps me keep going with different things. And sometimes you might say, you might ask a question and I'm answering it. And then I say something else that leads me to another topic and it just can extend. So thank you for your questions and questions are always welcome. So don't think it has to just be a state of the Jared where you ask questions. You can always text me your questions. You can tweet me at J law radio. You can, DM me on Instagram at beyond the glory. There's quite a few of you who are always DMing me stuff. Shout out to toy, not to be confused with toy Ratliff, but my other friend toy who DMs me stuff constantly about articles to read and videos to watch. So yeah, getting back to everything. Cause I get off topic a lot on my show. I know you guys already know that. And that's why this is like kind of like a show about nothing where the tagline for my show is kind of a, uh, the tagline is, it's a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. So I want you to feel like I'm entertaining you. Sometimes I'm just ranting and talking about a lot of random stuff, but I want to try to be entertaining in what I do and just try to provide y'all with some news and stuff. But back to the day, I went to work today and after I got home, actually, no, no, before I even went to work, let me just say this. So I said, I'm gonna drink coffee today just to get me back in into the mood, get my energy back. Cause I didn't have coffee yesterday. So last week I had ordered this coffee called blue mountain Jamaican coffee. Shout out to my boy, Mark. Um, let me give you a little applause for that. Mark who is Jamaican, but does not drink coffee. I guess had heard about this coffee from a lot of people. I don't know if it was his Jamaican family or his, just his regular friends, but a lot of people swore by this coffee and they were like, yo, blue mountain coffee is the best. So Mark told me about this. Uh, we are in a group ch group chat with James, too, and James was talking about how good it was, too. And I heard other people talking about it. This guy at my job talks about it. So finally, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to order it. I had this free Amazon Prime 30-day trial. So I ordered the coffee on Amazon Prime. I got it on Monday. 
And I'm nice. I'm such a nice person at Amazon Prime. I could have had that coffee on um, Friday. No, no. I could have had it on Saturday. But Saturdays, I go spend the night at my mom's house. And I usually don't come back home till Monday just to save gas on driving to work. But I could have been petty and asked for that coffee on Saturday because it's a two-day thing. I think it's actually one day or whatever. So I would have had it Saturday. But they have this thing, I guess, called Amazon Prime Day or Delivery Day where they deliver every Monday. It's like their Amazon Prime Delivery Day or something. So I'm always like the nice guy who knows I'm not going to be home Saturday. So I don't want my stuff just sitting out there for like days. So I always go with the Monday one, even though I should ask for it in two days since I'm doing a free trial. But like I said, I'm, I think about the people. I think about all those workers, those Amazon drivers who drive like crazy around these corners and just speeding and all that. And whenever I see y'all on the road, I just let y'all go ahead of me because I know you guys want it more than me. And I'm not about to battle you guys. I know you have time constraints and you have to get your stuff done by a certain time. So I always give it to y'all. I'm like, hey, you want to go around? I'm going to move over. I'm going to let you go. Whatever. I give it to you guys. And I, I am generous enough to ask for my stuff on a Monday instead of the day I should actually get it. So I got the coffee Monday and I drank it. And I also had this like shot thing, this creamer. Uh, I think it was called shots or something like that. And it had like protein in it or whatever. But that's not even it. It's the, the Blue Mountain Coffee. I had it, and this coffee is so good, and it's, it's strong. It's like a medium dark roast, so it gives you that, that strength and that energy you need with just the amount of caffeine. I feel like I'm doing a free commercial for you guys right now, but y'all could thank me another time. I will shout out products from time to time that I do like. Like, it ain't even me getting no money off it. I don't care. Like, if I love the product, I'll, I'll talk about it on here. Now, if the bag comes... I'll talk about it some more, but I will shout out stuff that I like. So with this coffee, it's, it's, um, it's a dark roast, a medium dark. And the reason I had to order it was because I've been going to Wawa, right? I love Wawa. Anybody who knows me knows how much I love Wawa. Like I love Wawa's coffee. First of all, Wawa. And I tweeted them this tonight. Wawa has the best. And when I say the best, it is the best. In the game, they have the best Irish cream. Not Probably just the best creamer overall, but that Irish cream is probably better than any creamer I've had anywhere. I don't know what they put in it. I've gotten that terrible Coffee Mate Irish creamer, and it was nowhere near the level of the Wawa Irish cream. So I go to Wawa specifically for the coffee because I love their cumin coffee, but that Irish cream makes the coffee what it is. So I go to Wawa for that, right? And they got dollar coffee going on right now. So I've been doing this for like the last week. And there's a Wawa in um on Colonial for my Orlando people who live in Orlando, you know. On Colonial near Woodbury. I go to that Wawa all the time. It's either that one or the one Colonial in Avalon, but when I'm coming from Titusville, I have to go to the Woodbury one cuz it's already on the right. To go to Avalon, I'd have to make a left. And then, it's, you know, you come back out, you got to wait at a light to make another left. So it's easier to go to the one on Woodbury. I get the Cuban all the time, right? This coffee's been on point for a while. Now, I don't know what happened. Somebody might have gotten fired. Maybe, maybe the person who's usually working when I go in, maybe they've switched to the night shift, the overnight. Maybe they're on the early morning. I don't know. But I do know something has changed with the coffee. So 
Over the last week when I was going to Wawa and getting my dollar coffee, it was hit or miss. There was days it was strong like it's supposed to be, like you're measuring out the amount of coffee beans and ground coffee, roast, whatever. And then there was days it tasted like straight up water. And I can tell the difference. Even though I put hot chocolate in my coffee, which I've talked about many times. I put the Swiss Miss in there. But you can still tell when you're drinking some coffee or when you're just drinking straight up hot chocolate. And there's been a couple times where it just tasted like I'm drinking straight up hot chocolate. And I just got fed up, man. I said, I can't have this inconsistency. I can't keep doing this. So I had to put Wawa on punishment. And anybody who knows me knows I'm not afraid to put my favorite coffee places on punishment. I did it to Bagel 13. Um, I've done it to Dunkin' Donuts. I do it to Dunkin' Donuts like every other month just because Dunkin's probably the worst when it comes to the coffee and the quality. Like, it's hit or miss. And Dunkin' Donuts, I've had this discussion with many people. Dunkin' Donuts, you know your coffee's going to be good or bad depending on the crew that's working. Like, it's, it's not about the coffee. It's about the crew. If you get a good crew, you have good coffee. But if you get a crew that don't care, it's going to be that watered-down coffee like Wawa was giving me. So it was literally like every other day I had coffee that either tasted strong, and then the next day it would taste like water, and then the next day it was strong. and then water. So I finally, I said I give up. I said I give up. I'm ordering my own. I ordered the Blue Mountain. And like I said, I could have had it Saturday. I chose to wait till Monday, so I had to go to Wawa again. Saturday and Sunday, watered-down coffee. So finally I'm just like, bro, I can't do it. So I'm putting them on punishment, even though it's a dollar coffee and it's like the perfect time for me to be getting coffee. Cause normally it's like a dollar, it's like a dollar 70 something now. Cause normally I use the reusable mug, but now with the COVID, they're not even letting you use the reusable mug. So I'm using a cup and they charge like 30 cents extra with the cup. So the moral of the story is they're on punishment. I've switched to blue mountain. The Blue Mountain's amazing. Now, what would make the Blue Mountain, what would take it to another level is if I could somehow get that Wawa Irish cream in my house. They don't sell it, and I don't know how I can obtain it. I don't know if I have to go to the black market, if I have to, like, cut a deal with one of these workers to maybe, you know, let me get, uh, what is it, a, a carton? Let me get a carton every few months. Slide you about, you know, 10. I don't know how much a carton is there. I, I guess the biggest problem would be with inventory. They would somehow have to make up the inventory or, or approve why it's missing. So that would probably be my biggest hurdle in obtaining this black market creamer, this Irish cream. But I don't know how else I can get it. I tweeted Wawa. I'm hoping they respond to me. They need to start selling it. That's just what they need to do. Because if Wawa starts selling... This creamer, bro, they will make so much money. They already sell their own milk. They already sell their own juice. They already sell their own iced tea. Like, they have everything else. Just sell the creamer, Wawa. Sell it. There's people like me who will buy it, all right? The streets need it. And I was talking to this dude at my job, too, and he's like, yo, their Irish cream is the best. It's the Like, anybody who's had it knows it's the best. So if they could somehow sell it, I think, I think it would be a game changer. I would definitely not even need to buy their coffee anymore. I would just be making it at home all the time. But like I said, the main reason I don't like to make it at home is because I don't have the proper creamers. And I feel like every time I try these creamers, it doesn't taste as good as the Irish cream. So I don't know. I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I'm going to keep drinking the Blue Mountain for now. 
like I said, this morning, I drank it before I went to work. Well, it wasn't even this morning. I drank that coffee on my way to work around eh, 1.30. So I got home around 11. Let me tell you guys, I am still wide awake. It is currently 12.48, all right? I didn't even get straight to the podcast when I got, when I got home. I went to my room. Uh, I got on Facebook and Twitter, you know, read a little bit what was going on there, post some pictures. And then I watched the uh, Red Table Talk, which I'm going to get to in a minute. I actually watched that for the second time. I watched it last night for the first time because I have a lot to say. But I didn't feel like I, 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 I didn't feel like I consumed everything. So I watched it again just to make sure I got everything, got all my questions and topics I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to spend a lot of time on the Red Table Talk. But I just want to talk about this coffee because it's the reason I'm up at 1248 still doing this podcast. I don't plan on doing two and a half hours today. Probably between an hour, hour and a half. We'll see how it goes. I've already done 20 minutes on coffee, which if you guys are still here, thank you. You deserve a... You deserve all of that because it's, it's got to be loyalty for you guys to still be listening. And I hope I've motivated you guys to try the Irish cream at Wawa. You know, however you want your coffee, whether you want the French vanilla, the Cuban, um, the Colombian, whatever. Try the Irish creamer whenever you go in there. I promise you, you will thank me. So I'm like wide awake off this Blue Mountain. Also, yeah, if y'all are coffee drinkers, order the Blue Mountain. I know a lot of people ain't rocking with Amazon right now, but I don't know how else you can get it. It's not in stores. So get it on Amazon, Etsy, whatever you use. I don't know. I don't even know. where eBay, whatever you use, order the, the Blue Mountain. It's like seven bucks for the bag. Uh, it's well worth it. Now, moving on. We're finally going to get to a topic. <laughs> I, there's been a lot, let me just say, there's a lot going on in the news with a lot of different things. And I think I'm, I'm going to come back and record again next Tuesday. Cause that's probably my only day that I'm going to be able to record. Cause I'm going to spend like a week at my mom's house. So I'm going to come back and record Tuesday and I'll probably hit a lot of these other topics. But today I'm going to keep it pretty simple. All right. I want to talk a little bit about Nick Cannon. It's not going to be a lot. Actually, let's just start right there. It's not gonna be a lot. So everybody knows Nick Cannon got canceled a couple of days ago for anti-Semitic remarks. I'm not going to get too much into this. All right. Not because I'm scared because we all know this is keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence. I will keep it real when I need to, but frankly, I'm not knowledgeable enough on Jewish issues and the Jewish community to speak on his behalf, their behalf. Like, I just don't know enough to give you guys a good opinion that you guys can trust. All right. I will say this. I don't think he should have been canceled as much as they did, like taking everything away. I've seen a lot of people like Mel Gibson and these people do much worse and say worse and not have everything taken away. So I thought that went a little bit too far, but as far as what he said and if it was offensive or not, I I can't really get into it. I will say if you're saying if it's bigotry, yes, that's offensive. What he said, was it bigotry? I don't I'm not I don't I can't get too much into that part because I don't know enough about that. You know, I'm just gonna say I don't know enough. But stuff that if you're saying negative things about a race, yes, I will say that is bigotry. But from clips I heard, I will say some of the stuff he said, 
he was talking about the black community. So I, that's why it's hard for me to really get into it because he was talking about the black community and he talked about the Jewish community. And he put them all together. And I think that's what got him in trouble. But some of the stuff he said on the black community when he was just only talking about the black community, I thought made sense. But I can't get into the other one because I don't know enough. I will say when he, the stuff that he said about uh, Farrakhan, and a lot of people have been coming down hard on, on Minister Farrakhan, and I can only speak from my experience. I've watched a few of his videos. I've you know whenever I see something with Farrakhan, I usually watch because I'm always interested in what he has to say. I think he's a great speaker. Um, when I watch him, I don't really hear the anti-Semitism. But I, I haven't watched enough of him. I think the stuff that I watch with Farrakhan is, is usually uplifting the black community and just kind of giving us a blueprint of what we need to do. So I see that stuff. I, don't, I haven't really dug deep enough to watch all the other stuff that people say. I know he's denied it, that he is uh, anti-Semitic. So it's, it's tough, man. And I don't know how much I'll ever be able to get into it in the future because I've really just, there's so much history there that, you have to be educated on to really go in depth. And I'm not there and I'm not afraid to admit that. I don't know it. All I can speak on is giving you opinions on the stuff I've heard and what I think is, is hurtful. What I think is not hurtful. And like I said, whenever they're talking about the black community and just talking about that, I didn't, I didn't find anything wrong with that part. But when they start, you know, talking differently about we are the anti, we are anti, no, we are Semitic, so we can't be anti-Semitic. That's too deep for me, all right? I'm still, like, trying to get my history on religion and my roots and Hebrewism and all. I, I don't know enough about that to speak on it. So I'm just going to steer clear. But I, I'll say this part. I think if there's one thing we've learned in this country, it's that you really, if you say something about the Jewish community, you better have some strong people in your corner. Like you better, you better know that whoever is your employer or whatever is riding with you before you speak out against them. Like if it's going to be something negative, you better make sure that whoever you are employed by is down to ride for you. Because w one thing we've seen, like when they come for you, bro, they get you up out of here. So you better make sure, you know, Viacom, I don't think, was going to hold Nick Cannon down in that situation. <laughs> Did he claims he would have a revolt? I don't know. I don't even know if he uh, like really owns it, owns it, but you better make sure you, you either are independent and you're not dependent on anybody. If you're going to come out like that and speak strongly. And I heard Nick Cannon did kind of walk some of it back and apologize for some of it. Some of it, he didn't, but yeah, man, that's a tough situation. Like I said, I, I hate to see him lose everything over it. Maybe educating him probably would have been better. Have some of the rabbis and, you know, some of the Jewish people talk to him and maybe film it. Have a sit down where we can have a progressive conversation and just use it as a teaching moment for us to learn. You know, like the same way we've had these conversations about the Black Lives Matter and the black community and all that. And we've we've had so many people speak on it and, and everybody's learned so much from it. I think we could have did something like that with him and. People like me who don't know a whole lot about it, we we all could have learned about it. But I don't see a problem with anything that's trying to uplift the black community. I I do think it's a problem when you when you bring other communities into it and you you speak negatively on them.
I'll say that. And I don't want no smoke. All right. So I'm getting off that topic. <laughs> um, the one I really want to talk about, and I'm going to spend some time on this. Jada will in August. What a red table talk. What a red table talk. Like I said, I watched it twice. Now, this all started, and actually, let's, let's rewind. Two episodes ago, me and Toy, me and Latoya Ratliff, my friend, we talked about this. And we said, we both believed that something happened. We said, when there's smoke, there is fire. So we were kind of on this early where we believed it. Even though Jada's publicist had come out and tried to deny it, we weren't rolling. We said, yo, we don't know what really happened, but we know something happened. Like the way August was talking, that was just too passionate for him to be making that up. So we were both in accord that something had happened. So finally it comes out, bro, the Red Table Talk. And just to rewind, I watched the whole August Alcina interview with Angela Yee. I watched it. It was like over an hour or maybe around an hour. And it was hard to watch. It wasn't hard to watch because of like the content, even though some of it was really sad when he talked about losing his sister and his brother. Like it was some sad stuff in there, but just he was very all over the place in what he was saying. Um, I felt like it could have been a much shorter interview, but Angela just let him rock. And anybody who knows like the rules of interviewing, when you have somebody that's willing to talk and that's willing to spill it all, you don't, you don't ask too many questions. You sit back and you let them talk and that's content. Like they are going to make you in your interview famous and popular. So you just let them talk. You don't really interrupt too much. You give them the floor. Um, when I had Mike on, Mike had a lot to say. So I just sat back and let him talk. And a lot of people were like, oh, why didn't you push back on some of this stuff? But it's like, bro, when somebody has a lot to say and they're passionate, you give them the floor. And that's what you did. And I, I'm not even mad at that. Um, so Jada, and for those who don't know the story, August claimed to have had a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. And he said, you know, they were in some a serious relationship. He asked Will for permission. And then, like, it just ended, and he was really hurt. And he talked about that with you. So I watched the Red Table talk, and it was really good. I'm going to say that. If you guys didn't watch it, please go ahead and watch it before I even start talking about all this. It was about an hour. No, I'm sorry. An hour is what I'm trying to do. It was about 12 minutes. It was like 12 minutes, but it, they got straight to the point. Uh, Jada pretty much came out and admitted that she had some type of relationship with August. wasn't wasn't specified if it was just sexual, if it was emotional, if it was both. I'm gonna assume it was sexual and emotional because I don't see how you can just have an emotional relationship that causes this much drama. It just can't be. There was definitely some stuff going on in there. Um, the biggest takeaway for me and the biggest question I think everybody started asking was, did Jada take advantage of August? Because, like, like I said, he had the interview with Angela Yee. He talked about how he lost his sister. He lost his brother. You know, he's just he's, he's, he was molested when he was younger. This man's been through a lot. He's experienced a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. And 
he was very vulnerable. And Jada Pinkett Smith, who is, I believe, 47 years old, is like almost twice his age, or at least 20 years older than him. And Jada's an OG, man. Jada knows the game. She probably knows how to talk to people, knows the ins and outs, and how to kind of get in your head. And Jada, it's my opinion that Jada probably used some of her OG tricks and got to August and got him like sprung and got him to fall for her. Just because when you're older, you're going to know how to talk to a younger person and you're going to know how to make everything sound great. You're going to know how to make yourself just sound like this great person and somebody that they need to love and all that. And Jada used it to her advantage. Now, did she do it intentionally is another question. Did she do it intentionally or was she just trying to be the there for him for that shoulder to lean on, like she said, and just trying to help him through all his pain and it just ended up into an entanglement? I I think she knew what she was doing. I think Jada knew what she was doing. I don't think she meant to hurt him, but I think she she definitely used August for her pleasure. She used him to satisfy her needs, and then when it was done, she was able to move on and not really be as hurt by it as August. Because if you watch the interview with Angela, he is really messed up over the Jada Pinkett uh, Smith situation. He he wasn't the, he's not the same person after it. He says she was like the only one he's ever really loved. Like he was legit in love with her. So in that instance, I do think Jada Pinkett Smith took advantage of him. And that just leads me to a, a bigger issue, man, where it's like, I see a lot of people saying she's like a predator because she preyed on this young man and this and that. And I'm going to just take age out of the equation. I don't, I don't have a problem with an older person dating a younger person. Like as long as it's within the rules or the laws, I don't have a problem. He was like in his early to mid twenties. She was probably early, early to mid forties. So in that situation, yeah, he's probably too young for her mentally. But if we're going by the law, which everybody wants to do when it comes to this stuff, you know, we, 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 we kill R. Kelly for the underage girls, as he should be. But August was of age. He's of age. And I think once you're over 18, you know, it's fair game. Like, you're allowed to talk to who you want. You're allowed to date who you want. It's, you know, it's up to the, the parents or the OGs to prepare you for that for that time when you get to be 18. But once you're there, man, you in the wild, you know, you got to learn how to survive before you get in the wild. So it's up to the, the elders to kind of get you ready for that situation. Cause they can't be with you all the time. You know, they can't tell you who's right or wrong for you. You just got to kind of learn by trial and error. And like I said, I think, I think if you're old enough to vote, which 18 is the voting age in this country, then you're old enough to date who you want. It's just simple as that. I, I don't, I know there might be a moral issue with it. And some people are going to say, no, that person's too young. And yeah, to me, yes, they're young, but I just think we got to go by the rules, you know, in that situation. Now, where I will say that I think Jada was uh, being a predator was just taking advantage of a man who had been through a lot uh, of emotional and physical abuse. I think when you know somebody's been through that much and know their story and they're, they're coming to you as someone to comfort them, 
and then you in turn try to use that to further a relationship with them and move in on them and get with them, that to me is more predatory than the age. You know, if they're over 18, you could be over 18 and not have been through any of that stuff he had been through. So then I, I can't really call you a predator because you're not really preying on it. You might be preying on the age, which again is is a matter of what you believe. I mean, you might think it's nasty, but it's not something you can call your police station and say, hey, they need to be arrested for. Just the same way you can't call a police station and say, she needs to be arrested for taking advantage of this guy who's been uh, abused and he was had so much death in his family. You know, it's kind of like, yo, you're out there and you these mistakes will be made and you just got to learn from it. But you, there's no, re, there's no real repercussions as far as like you going to jail for taking advantage of somebody in that situation. Now, morally, yeah, you're gonna feel bad, at, or you should feel bad, or maybe you'll have some karma. Who knows? But yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill her for that part. I, I almost, not for the age part. Only just for taking advantage of somebody you know is going through some things. Now, me personally. I probably would have steered away. Well, mid-20s, I don't know. I'm not going to say mid-20s. But like, if, if, if there's an 18-year-old girl that like likes me or something, I'm probably steering clear just because, first of all, have you ever talked to like an 18-year-old? Bro, they are annoying. <laughs> like, Even if they're cute or whatever, they're going to say something stupid at some point, and they're just going to get annoying. So mentally, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Now, they might look good or whatever, but I just, I steer clear of it just because I know mentally they're not ready. Even though legally you're allowed to talk to them, but me mentally, I'm more aware of that. I'm more cognizant of it. But Jada, Jada's, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird when you have kids the same age. Because like Willow and Jaden are like, they got it. Well, Willow's like, I think 18, but Jaden. He's got to be kind of around August's age or close, maybe a few years apart. And I think they were friends at the beginning. And that, that part to me is weird when you come on to your son's friend. That, I can't, I can't defend that. But it's all about what you can sleep with at night. What, what you're able to deal with, what you think you're, is okay in your mind. And as long as you're not breaking a law, like I said, I can't really come down too hard on you. Uh, like I said, it's, it's up to us to prepare these people for what they're going to go through. August, you know, it would have been dope if the OGs, you know, prepared him for this, this, this game that Jada ran on him. But it's just all about learning, man. Hopefully he'll learn from it and he'll make better decisions in the future because it seems like he really got his heart broken. And Jada just seems like it didn't really affect her too much. And she probably was content with not even talking about it until august mentioned it and then she had to bring herself to the red table so uh one of the questions i have about all that is if jada was a man would the reactions be different and i think okay yes yes if jada was a man the reaction would definitely be different because first of all can you imagine jada being like 44 and then Doing all of that to a, a 20, probably 23-year-old that had been through the same stuff, oh, she would have caught hell if she was a man. 
Definitely. I, I definitely think she would have been called predator more than she has been called that. Uh, they would have been talking about how she's nasty and this and that and preying on there. And what do they call it? Grooming. They would have said she was grooming and all that, like trying to take advantage. She caught some of it, but not as much. I think she would have caught if she was a man. Definitely not. So I think it would have been different. Uh, like I said, it still would have been legally wrong. It's not an R. Kelly situation because it's a person who's over 20 of age. But just the mental part, man, just knowing that you're taking advantage of somebody who is mentally weak at the time, that is the problem. And that's something you have to live with. That's something that will probably come back to bite you at some point. But, yeah, definitely if she was a man, it would have been worse. And also, I feel like the conversation that her and Will had, I liked it because it was kind of like the stuff that men try to explain when they when they do this stuff, but they can't explain it as Jada did, as well as Jada did. They don't have the entanglement thing. Now everybody's going to start using it. But Jada was pretty smooth in her explanation. I give it to her. I know a lot of people came down hard on her. I actually like the explanation. I thought Jada explained herself well. I thought that uh, Will was understanding. A lot of people think he he was hiding his feelings and his emotions. He was hurt. I disagree. I I don't see that from Will. I feel like Will already knew this story. I don't think he was shocked by any of it. I do believe, because this has been another question. Well, before we get to the open marriage, what the heck is an entanglement? Let's ask that. All right. Nobody, like we, we've heard the word, but nobody ever really thought about entanglement like that until this happened. So I'm going to give y'all three, the top three definitions I see for entanglement uh, when I look it up. The first is an action or fact of entangling or being entangled. Not much of a definition, but you got it. The second one, a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. The third, an extensive barrier typically made of interlaced barbed wire and stakes erected to impede enemy soldiers or vehicles. That's not what she was talking about. I'm going to go with the third one. A complicated or, or the second one, I'm sorry. A complicated or compromising relationship or situation. That is an entanglement. Um, that's probably everybody's new word to use when they get caught cheating or when your girl goes through your phone and asks who you're talking to. That's Boy, that might get people out of some situations. I don't know. I'm single, so I don't got to worry about that. But for y'all married folk, the entanglement might be the move. That might be what y'all need to say when y'all get in trouble. So the question that I have now is, did Jada give Will, no, let me rewind that. Did Will give Jada permission for all of this? Because Jada made it very clear in the Red Table Talk that August did not go to Will. Well, actually, that part, I think she kind of left the door open. But she was basically like, I, I'm the only one I can give myself permission. He didn't have to ask nobody for that. So the way I heard it was like he kind of probably did talk to Will, 
but it was still going to be Jada's decision regardless of what Will said. That's the way I heard it. I didn't hear it as her saying he didn't go to Will, even though she kind of tried to make it seem like that. But the way she worded it, she left the door open for me to believe that there was some type of conversation between August and Will. So then I have to ask myself, did Will give his blessing? Not permission. Did he give his blessing? Because I know my feminists out there are going to kill me, which, by the way, I was told, I found out, I am not a feminist. I'm not. I'm not a feminist. They kicked me out um, probably because of the whole abortion thing, which I'm not mad at. I knew I I had a feeling that I wasn't going to last once I said that. So I found out I'm not a feminist. They don't rock with me like that. Uh, I'm going to have to come up with my own term. I will in the future, just like I'm going to have a little beehive cult following, a little term for that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a feminist. I don't know what I am now because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm really accepted by either group. Somebody told me I am a ally. So maybe that's what I am. Maybe I'm an ally. I don't know. Feminists, let me know. Am I an ally or not? And I'll let y'all know what they say next week. But getting back to this, I believe Jada, well, I believe Will was given, gave August a blessing. This is so confusing with all these people involved, but I believe Will gave August his blessing. I believe Will knew about the, the entanglement. I believe they have an open marriage. And I don't think this was a surprise to anybody in that family. I think it's a surprise to us even though there's been rumors for years about them, but I don't think they were surprised by any of it. And let me just say this. A lot of people were all feeling sorry for Will and say, Will's the victim in this. He, oh, I saw the hurt in his eyes, and oh, it's a black man hurt, and this is why we can't talk about our problems. And, oh, man, the women take advantage. Bro, if you think out of their however many years of marriage that, Jada is the only woman Will has slept with. You are insane. You are insane if you think that Will is this victim who's never cheated and has only been cheated on. Although I can't even call it cheating because I'll get to that in a minute. But if you feel like Will is just innocent in this, I am sorry. I got a bridge. Well, I got a I got a ocean in Idaho. I want to sell you if you believe that. Will. I believe has cheated or been active with women in the past has probably done his own dirt. So, and they kind of alluded to that. Jada said, yo, you've done stuff too. So, you know, you've been forgiven for a lot too. She said it. So I'm going to roll with that. And I don't believe Will is the victim. Like everybody's made him out to be now the open marriage. Do the Smiths have an open marriage? And how was Jada married and in another relationship? Because she specifically says she had a relationship with August. After entanglement, she called it a relationship because Will dug deeper and said, what was it exactly? She said it was a relationship. I guess this goes back to the whole open relationship, open marriage thing where you can be with one person and in a relationship with another. That is entirely possible. So I'm going to say, that's another reason why I think they knew Will knew about this. 
Because she didn't even say that she cheated. She said she was in another relationship. And Jada made it clear that it was not a transgression. So that, to me, says that Will was on the same page and was aware. Now, what Will was doing in his, in his own time while this was going on, who knows? But Will definitely knew. You can't convince me any different that Will did not know. Will knew, and Will was okay with it. Because Jada, you know, that Red Table talk is so, y'all got to watch it. Like, Jada ran game, bro. She just, she broke it all down. And I think a lot of dudes are going to smarten up after this and learn how to, like, talk about their feelings and what they're feeling inside for other women. It's going to be interesting to see how guys act moving forward after all this because she was so smooth in how she did it. And if guys can be that smooth, oh, y'all going to be allowed to have multiple wives. If y'all can explain it the way Jada did, y'all going to be able to date multiple people. You're going to be able to have these non-monogamous relationships that everybody says is natural. Y'all going to be able to do that. So, hey, man, watch it. Get put up on game. And it was great. It was great. Now, was Will affected by this? That's another question. I know I said I don't think he was. Y'all say y'all think he was? Uh, I think the only effect that Will was, that had um, on Will was probably his ego. Just knowing your wife went to be with a younger dude, like a dude who's 20 years younger, probably 20 plus for Will, because I think Will's 51. So a guy that maybe like half Will's age. Probably hurt his ego a little bit just knowing what was it that I couldn't give her mentally that he could that drew her over there. I'm going to say, yeah, that part probably affected him. But I think, he, like I said, I still think he gave his blessing. I still think he knew about it. Is separation normal in marriage? That's the next question I want to ask. Because it seems like when I talk to like a lot of my married friends or just hear stories about my married friends, one thing they'll tell you is that, you know, marriage is not easy and that you will hit like rough patches. It's not smooth and that, yeah, things will happen, but they, you know, you got to just get through it and stay together. And I know stories of, you know, some of my married friends being separated and on the verge of divorce, but never really going that far. But being separated, now what happens during these separations, I don't know. Nobody's really talking about that part. But I do know separations happen. I know maybe maybe it's not a separation as, you know, uh, we're, we're not together for like a month. But maybe it's something where you're like, oh, you, you got to get out of the house tonight. Like, you can't stay here with me. You got to go somewhere else or I'm going to go stay with my friend. Like, maybe it's something like that. Not quite a separation, but still like a rough patch. And I still think that is kind of natural in a marriage, even though I'm not married. But I don't think any marriage is going to be perfect. I think there's going to be arguments. Sometimes you're going to need time away from each other. And when that happens, is it, I guess that's my next question. When you have a separation in marriage, is it okay to kind of do your own thing if you're separated? Like, is it okay to try to talk to other women? Is it okay to sleep with other women? Is it okay to kiss other women? Is it okay to be emotionally involved with other women or other men? Like from the women's perspective, 
I, I guess that's the bigger question. Like, because I feel like there's separations going to come at some point in marriage. Like I said, whether you separate for a month or you're, you have a fight and you got to leave for like a day or a week, like there's going to be something along the way where you, you guys are not together for a day or so, at least a day. I think we can all agree on that. If not, let me know. Cause y'all got a marriage that I want, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's probably natural to have some form of separation within a marriage. Now, is it okay for you to kind of go out there and see what else is out there while you're still separated? You're still legally married and you guys are still, you know, together, but you know, you need a break from each other. So y'all let me know, hit me up, text me, um, tweet me, hit me on the Insta DMs, all my married people. I want to hear from y'all. Let me know if you were separated and it's, it's, um, I guess the question would need to be, do you guys need to have a prior understanding or would it be like a don't ask, don't tell situation? Like what are the rules for that? If there's a separation, is it kind of understood? Like, Hey, you can still do your own thing. Or is it like, yo, you better be on the straight and narrow and come back to me in one piece and not have done anything. Cause with the will and Jada one, it seemed like they had an understanding that when they were separated, cause they said they almost got divorced. So when they were separated, it seemed like they both understood like, yo, you could do what you want. We gotta, we gotta kind of figure ourselves out. I guess that's what it more was. is just figuring themselves out finding themselves, figuring them out, like what they want from a marriage and emotionally from each other. Cause they already consider themselves life partners. So they, their understanding was no matter what happens, we're going to be together for life as partners. And I want to know if my married friends have that same understanding or other things that can break you guys. Can infidelity break you or can an arrangement like this break you? Cause I don't know. I'm not going to call it infidelity because she didn't. She didn't call it infidelity and Will did not check her on it. Will let it ride. So I'm going to let it ride. Um, And they, they had a good quote. I wrote a couple quotes down. That I thought Jada said they were really good. So the first quote I wrote down, she said, the idea of any relationship and trying to get to deeper understanding of love is going to be forged in fire. All right, let me read that again. The idea of any relationship and trying to get to deeper understanding of love is going to be forged in fire. So that kind of just goes back to what I'm saying about nothing is going to be perfect in a marriage and you might have to go through some things to find out, you know, that you really love somebody. You might have to go talk to another woman and be with another woman to see the grass ain't greener and that you have to go back to your wife and that you love your wife and you only want to be with her. And I guess the question is, are you willing to let your significant other make that mistake of seeing that the grass isn't greener and still accepting them back? Or are you going to say, hey, once you leave, you're gone? Because I know there's probably so many marriages out there where cheating has happened and they've been accepted back. But... What if there was communication before the cheating happened? Like, what if y'all had communication and you said, hey, I just got to 
see some, you know, I got to go live for a little bit. Give me like a month to figure out wh- who I am and what I'm looking for and to live my life. And then maybe you give your significant or that same respect to do whatever they want. And y'all both have a month where you go do that instead of saying, oh, we're separated and y'all both just go do without the communication. Because from what I got from the whole Red Table talk is that they had communication before this stuff happened. I know that's why I don't see Will as a victim. I believe they had communication. I believe they both knew what the situation was. Not maybe not. Maybe Will didn't know exactly about the August thing, but I know Will knew that she was living freely and doing her own thing. And I'm sure Will was doing the same thing. I don't think Will was at home crying himself to sleep every night. I think he did the same. And I, that brings me to this next thing, which is um, unconditional love. That was another thing they brought up in the Red Table Talk where they talked about how their love is unconditional. And I guess she said when Will first met her, or when they first started dating, Will told her that he could love her through anything and that she didn't believe it, but that he proved it with this because he was able to still love her after all this happened and still want to be with her. And that... As, as crazy as that sounds, I feel like that's the type of love we all need. I think that's the love we all should strive for, where it's like no matter what happens, you love that person and you want to be with that person. And when you get married, I believe that's what the preacher is talking about when he says, you know, in sickness and health, and thick, thick, thick or thin, sickness and health and all that. Like, I believe it's unconditional love is what they're talking about and the ability to get through any of these situations. And with with communication, I believe that's the only way that it's possible. And one thing I'll give the Jada and Will, y'all say whatever you want about that marriage, and y'all don't want that Jada and Will love anymore, but they got amazing communication. They have really good communication between themselves, between the two of them, where it seems like they could talk to each other about anything and be open and honest. And I think a lot of people need to ask themselves, can they be open and honest with their partner about how they feel? I think a lot of people can't. So I learned a lot from it, man. And uh, one more quote that Jada said is, you got to go through some shit to get the answers. And I I believe that wholeheartedly. Like you have to, sometimes you got to go through some shit. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now, where it's like, I got to go through things. I got to date and do different things dating wise to, to kind of get the answers of what I want out of a relationship, what I want from love and, and what kind of, if I want to get married and all that, like I have to have these good and bad experiences in dating to find that, you know, whether it's a sexual experience, an emotional experience, I have to have different experiences. I have to go through some shit to get the answers. And I think we all do in marriage and out of marriage, whether you're single or married, like we all have to go through some shit to get the answers. And I'm going I'm to end after this, but I just want to want to ask this last question. What does the term life partner really mean? Um, to me, it means that no matter what happens, you guys are there for each other and you're together for the rest of your lives whether there's cheating, whether there's a, a car accident and, and somebody's paralyzed or loses the limb, you're going to be there for the other person. Y'all might not be sexually involved with each other the whole time, 
maybe you just love being around them so much, but your sexual needs can't be fulfilled anymore by them, and you feel like you got to get it from someone else, but you still want to be with that person for the rest of your life. To me, that's what a life partner is. No matter what happens, I still want to be with you. You know, not be with you in a, in a sexual way, but in an emotional way. Like, I want to wake up and, and be around you all the time for the rest of my life. To me, that's a life partner. And I think that's a little different from a marriage. I, I believe a marriage is kind of like, yeah, I want to be with you, but I also want to be, you know, all the other things that I come with. I, I still want to be intimate and all that. I feel like a life partner is just making the commitment to be in that person's life. You might not be married. Like, y'all might stay married. Like, I know I have friends whose parents are still married. And they'll tell me, like, you know, they're, they probably should get divorced, but they don't want to because they feel, you know, they want to still be with each other and be around each other. And to me, that's a life partner. That's like a, that's probably the ultimate goal in the end because who wants to grow old and die alone? You know, we all want to be, have somebody around when we get old. So that to me is a life partner. You might be married, but maybe y'all realize, hey, it ain't the same as when we were younger. Like the love and the attraction might not be the same, but you still want to be with them. You know, you still want to be around them. Maybe you have to have sex with somebody else. Maybe that's, that's what makes you happy. Maybe your partner can't fulfill that anymore. But that's still the person you're going to come home to, the person you're going to wake up to, the person you're going to grow old with. So I'm going to just leave. I'm probably going to end it on that. I thought, like I said, I thought it was a fabulous red table talk. I learned a lot. I'm not going to kill Jada like everybody else was. I thought Jada dropped a lot of insight, made me think, uh, made me question a lot. It made me want to know more about what other people think about relationships and marriages and how people go about it. And I want to have this conversation with like more of my friends. I want to definitely talk to like my married friends. I only have one married friend. I believe that will even come on this show and talk about this honestly. And that's Donna. Shout out to Donna. I'm going to get you on at some point to talk about this. Cause I feel like Donna is going to keep it real. The rest of my married friends will probably just have to have a uh, closed door conversations about this. Cause y'all might not want your, you know, how your feelings are out in the open, but I would definitely like to get y'all opinions on it. Um, I don't need to talk to y'all together. I, I'd like to talk to everybody individually. It could be off the record, whatever, but I'm just, I'm just curious, man, after watching the Will and Jada thing and seeing how people criticize them for living their lives, but seeing how they're still happy. That's what makes me curious about how other people are living their lives. And if everybody else is that happy, like Will and Jada are, even though they've been through a lot, man, what they say, bad marriage for life. They ride together. They die together. Like to me, their goals, they're still goals. Um, I still want the Will and Jada love. Like, I feel like that's the most open and honest marriage you're going to get the most open and honest relationship. And there's a lot of people doing what Jada's doing on the low and not talk, not talking about, not telling their significant other. So, to have that type of openness, I feel, is the key to a successful marriage or a successful life partner. Maybe that's what I want in my life. 
you know, I'm thinking about it now. Like maybe, maybe I don't want marriage. Maybe I just need a life partner. Yeah. Maybe I just need a life partner. Um, I'm not a feminist though. So I, I, I'm going to come up with a term, some type of term that makes me like, you know, that explains the feminism and life partner and all that. I'm going to come up with it. Even though like I'm still dating and if I find the right person, I will get married, but I do want that open and honest communication to where if it hits a rough patch, we can talk about it. If, if somebody needs to take a moment, we can talk about it, bro. Like, you know what? I just thought about this too. Let me ask this last question before I let y'all go. Would you rather, all right, let me, let me figure out how I want to pose this. This is going to be like my finishing question. I might even throw this up on my Insta story because I want to know everybody's opinion. Would you rather your husband or wife or significant other, would you rather them come to you first and tell you that they want to sleep with someone else or that they have feelings for someone else? Or would you rather not know about it at all? Would you rather them just do it and you not even know about it? Like, would it hurt you if they just came to you and told you, hey, I need to get this off like my chest. I need to. I have these feelings for this person. I need to go see if they're real or would, would you rather them just do it and you not know, but they're still feeling it. Cause I feel like that's kind of what the Jada and Will thing was. You know, I feel like that's what it was. So I'm gonna leave y'all with that. I don't even know if I worded the question the way I wanted to, cause in my head it sounded so much better. So I might not throw it up on the Insta story, but still, if you want to answer it, reach out to me. Uh, DM me on Instagram at Beyond the Glory. Hit me on the Twitter at JLaw Radio. And what else? Oh, text me if you have my number. A lot of y'all do. A lot of y'all already hit me up and say, you know, things you like and don't like and things you agree with and don't agree with. So I said I was going to keep this episode short. Uh, didn't want to talk on too many topics because I'm going to save them all. I might get more into the Nick Cannon thing at a later podcast maybe the next one because i want to read some more up on stuff and i want to i might talk a little bit more about it but i just didn't feel comfortable enough today doing it but maybe when i come back on tuesday uh maybe i got you know, maybe i'll have mark on i've been trying to have mark on the on the podcast maybe i can get mark finally to come on and we can kind of break down some of the nick cannon stuff I feel like he'll have a lot to say. Uh, if I can't get Mark, maybe I'll get D'Angelo. But I'm going to get somebody on, and we're going to probably talk a little bit more about it just because I don't know enough for me to talk about it myself. And I don't really want the smoke, man. But uh, I'm going to end this show with Joe Budden. This song is called Sidetracked. I feel like Jada got sidetracked in, that, in her uh, life, in her marriage. With August, I feel like she got sidetracked with August in her marriage. So, this is like a great, great song to play. This is Joe Budden. I think it has the Coldplay sample. This is a dope song. This is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. I'll be back Tuesday. Sometimes I ain't motivated.
Sometimes I think it's overrated. Sometimes I'm thinking I wasn't supposed to make it. But what I show was basic, I normally poke a face it. Sometimes I wanna make music. Sometimes I think it's just useless. So you don't hear a lot of new shit. Clueless, depending on what my mood is. Sometimes I wanna dress down. I mean, I wanna let up, but y'all be let down. I'm so easily sidetracked. I just lost my chain of thought, but besides that, I wanna stop somebody and keep it real, but know that they'll understand before I tell them how I feel. I wish I knew how to feel. I swear I needed something from the start. Got a call that I just ignored. My day is hectic. Overwhelmed with thoughts, leave a message. This Saturday, I. Planning on shopping for my kid, wanna smoke no cigs I'm like, where the fuck's a store? Got a migraine, but I forgot that I was sick Cause these jeans don't seem to lay right over my kicks And this'll be the last time I buy this brand That I try this brand, oh shit, the bitch called me She seems like the perfect girl to cheat with Sleep with, I bet that she can keep a secret I turned the radio on, I heard her beat sick Know I can kill that shit better than he did Sometimes I could be so analytical With no audience, so who am I a critic to? I'm so easily sidetracked I just lost my chain of thought, but besides that I spent years trying to figure out why is that Beat on my drum, thrown off by a high cat Should get the club, get an outfit But fuck that, the lifestyle ain't about shit That no longer gets me up, it don't arouse shit See, I'm on my own demand in the house shit I've lost so many relationships, is it? Just because I don't relate to shit Me, I, me, I, I hate ignorance so much I'm praying for niggas, they didn't grow much Maybe a whole generation was raised wrong I'm only responsible for me, I gotta stay strong I'm so easily sidetracked I just lost my chain of thought But besides that I spent years trying to figure out why is that Why? But besides that I'm so easily sidetracked I spent years trying to figure out why is that I'm, I'm so easily sidetracked Yo, sick still unlit, looking at a pic of a man cross-eyed On my way to kill the nigga till the thought died Or it's alive, just hog-tied Got frog eyes, the chick with the fatty walked by Nice complexion, nice tan, and so behind I ran So I seen her destination was a man In the street I stand, with my heat in hand For what reason? I don't remember beefing Note to self on my can, get even But I don't remember needing revenge Now anybody coming toward me, I'm reaching Leg bleeding, so fuck it, I retrace my steps Following a path for my blood leaking Let me to Warren's house, which I visit every weekend To my knowledge, me and Kim wasn't speaking